right. Good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today is Wednesday. It's December the 8th of 2021. Get up and let's get moving. Hello. Welcome to Wednesday. Uh, it's another one of those nights, and we have many of these. And I guess maybe we do so much stuff that we forget how much stuff we do, but people tell us, y'all do so much. Yeah. Uh, last night, we had the chance to be in the Paragould Christmas Parade. Uh, good news about that is my hands thawed out about 30 minutes ago. <laughs> it wasn't my hands. It was my ears. <laughs> yeah. We got back into the K-Fine truck, and Kelly's like, how do you do that with, like, no hair? Yeah. Because yeah, my- I don't have much hair, but... I mean, my ears were just completely frozen. But it wasn't as cold as it has been in years past. Yeah, that's true. So, always a great time. We'll kind of get into that. Kelly risked her life again last night. (laughs) This chick needs some help, man. I'm just going to tell you, if you're out there and you can help her. Okay. This girl is is like walking a tightrope. It's like she's on the tightrope and there's there's no net underneath her. She's just wide open. Okay. All right. So we'll get to that this mm-hmm. morning. Plus, we do the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, I'm looking forward to talking to, uh, to Dr. Spites this morning because of the whole variant thing. Yeah. Uh, there's people talking about this variant, including uh, Dr. Fauci, who's like, hey, you know, maybe it's not quite as bad on people as the Delta variant. But we're seeing these numbers spike across the state. And we want to figure that out because a lot of us do want to gather and we want to be around people. We're tired of not being around people. We're tired of being distant, but at the same point, nobody wants to bring COVID into their home, especially again, if yeah. you've had it once. So Dr. Spites is on this morning coming up. Uh, we'll talk to him, which uh, is always a lot of fun. We learn a lot of crazy stuff uh, from him. So that's coming up around seven Oh five this morning uh, today. What can you celebrate? You can celebrate time travel. Hmm. Well, kind of today is pretend to be a time traveler day. If you could go back to any year of your life, what would you travel back to? I think, it could be just because it was fun or you want to do it again. I think with you and I got to grow up in a really cool age because we both got to kind of get a little bit of the 80s and 90s. Yep. And I think there's a lot of people that were like, oh, I wish I, I grew up in that era. It really was a cool era. So I think it would probably probably be something that I've already done. So like you'd go back to? Uh, nineteen eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. You were 10 years old. Where did Ooh. you live at the age of 10? Uh, Texas. See, there you go. Me too. Hey. I think I'd want to go back to that whole 95 because that was graduating high school. That was trying to figure out life. That was moving to yeah. Memphis. That was my uh, first job with the Memphis Wrestling Company and you know all the different stuff with that. I would love to go back and do some of that again and fix some of the stuff that I wish I could have. I wish I would have known, but I was 18 and I didn't right. know. So that's probably what I'd travel back to. Mm-hmm. That should be a social post today. Interesting. Because I think that's fun. It's also National Brownie Day today as well. So that's a good thing to celebrate. Those are good. Those chocolate chunks with the big chocolate Mm, chips inside the brownie. The only thing about the brownie that I don't really enjoy, and this is the part that that really gets me, maybe somebody like a modern day Betty Crocker or Mm. Martha Stewart can help me out on this. I I love the center of the brownie. I don't really like the edges of the brownie where it gets too crispy on the edge, and I don't know how to keep the edge from getting too crispy. That's the best part. Are you serious? And then you can you can have some vanilla ice cream with it, with the crispy edges of the brownie, some gooey brownie too. You have to get it just right, though. You think that's the best part of the brownie, the crispy edge? Not totally crispy. Ugh. Oh. We're done. Okay. We are absolutely done already this morning. We've been on the air for just a few minutes, and it's over. That's what she does, man. Oh. She's walking the tightrope okay. without the net, eating crispy brownies. I'm telling you, man, this head injury.
<laughs> Let's what? throw one back on this day in country music with Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the year was 1992, and George Strait had the number one song in country music on this day. I cross my heart and promise to give all I've got to give to make all your dreams come true. Did you see George serenaded his wife with this song on her 50th anniversary? He was in Vegas and he played this for his wife. Really sweet. It's the king of country. You will always be the miracle that makes my life complete. And as long as there's a breath in me, I'll make yours just as sweet. As we look into the future. It's as far as we can see So let's make each tomorrow Be the best That it can be 29 years ago today The song was number one I cross my heart And promise to Give all I've got to give To make all your dreams come true in all the world, you'll never find a love as true as mine. Man, that's so And if along the way we find a day, it starts to storm. You've got the promise of my love to keep you warm. It's George Strait's. I cross my heart. It was number one on this day in 1992. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, get up and let's get going. It's Wednesday. It's December the 8th. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas. Brandon Baxter in the mornings. Gotcha gossip. Gotcha gossip today on Kim Kardashian. So there's always going to be something uh, new going on with the Kardashians, right? Well, the latest, uh, the latest, I almost bit my tongue. Man, that hurt. Well, okay, you, have an, sorry. you have a lot of sores in your mouth, right? Uh, okay. I, Brandon. No, okay. is it true? Okay. I bit my tongue. So yes, there is a sore in my mouth from where I bit my tongue. When you fell? Yes. Your head injury? Okay. That's what I'm saying. Yes. You have. Yes. I don't know why you're denying it. I you said you have sores in your mouth. You, I know what you're doing. Okay. No, what? when she passed out <laughs> shopping at Target and hit her head, she bit her tongue. That's what I was saying. Sorry, I wasn't clear enough. No, no, you were clear, but I know what you're doing. My apologies. Okay. All right. Well, go back to Kim Kardashian. Yes. Well, the latest. Here you go. Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson want children. Sweet goodness. (laughs) Tell me that's not true. At least that's what Britain's son tabloid claims. So a source is telling them, quote, when Kim met Pete, something told her she'd want to spend the rest of her life with him. So they're talking about kids already. Uh, Kim thinks he'd be the best dad. She's smitten. Um, And they say that they've met their soulmates. But now she already shares four children with Kanye West. Why not share, you know, some more with Pete Davidson? 
I wonder if there should be like a, like a time limit here on when maybe you should start talking babies. Maybe. I don't know. You know, maybe yeah. maybe after divorce and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's mm. interesting. All right. Got your gossip today on BTS. So I think everybody knows BTS. It's a big deal, right? Uh, and they've hit all these different records, and they sold out SoFi Stadium. Kelly told us about that early this week, record numbers and stuff like that. Uh, the band's going to take a little break because they've been touring pretty much nonstop and producing music, so they're all going to take a break. Uh, but they've decided to launch their own Instagram accounts. Uh, this includes uh, the majority of the members of the band, including V, who's also known as Kim, right? Uh, now, Kim has gone on to Instagram, and evidently people went nuts. He's 25 years old, and... Uh, he reached 10 million followers faster than anyone ever, ever has done that before. So, and they're talking about like record time that as soon as people knew they were just flocking to the page. So a second ago, I clicked over to see uh, where Kim was on Instagram followers. And again, this was just launched. There's already 22.1 oh, million followers on Instagram. And oddly enough, uh, the username, I kind of got a kick out of this. You know, in Little Rock, there's a TV station, THV. Oh, yeah. Yes. His legit Instagram account is at THV. So it's Instagram, 22.1 million followers. The fastest to ever get to that type, that type of a number in the history of Instagram. So congratulations to BTS. Even on Instagram, they're breaking records left and right. Got to gossip today on The Rock. If you smell what The Rock is cooking. Now, I don't know many celebrities cooler than The Rock in every single aspect. And last night, he closed out the People's Choice Awards by receiving the People's Champion Award. So after giving out some thank yous and shouting out the original People's Champ, Muhammad Ali, yeah. the, uh, he pointed out that there was a young woman in the crowd named Shoshana who was there courtesy of Make-A-Wish Foundation. And he called her up on stage and he gave his trophy to her. Oh Here's The Rock. Guys, this is Shoshana. Say hello. This is a total surprise. I met her earlier. I told her how inspired I was by her story. She is a survivor. She has fought literally for her life. She has inspired her family, her friends. Now you guys here, now the world that is watching, thank you so much for this. And I just want to tell you that, you know, Muhammad Ali, one of my favorite quotes that he says is, the service to others is the rent you pay for the room you have here on earth. You represent everything that it means to be a people's champion, so this is for you. First, um, thank you for this. I didn't expect this at all. Yeah, thank you so much to you and to make a wish. A pleasure. I mean, imagine the family in that moment. What I love, he took that moment here. He's being, you know, awarded something, but he takes that that moment to, you know, give that to her. It's not about him, right? In that moment, mm-hmm. really cool stuff right there from The Rock. And of course, every morning here on Brandon Baxter in the morning, we got you gossip. Brandon Baxter in the morning. You like wine quite a bit, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes, it's it's nice every once in a while. Why does that make you weird? Because. <laughs> Is it because of the sores in your mouth? <laughs> no. Every time you set something up is to make me sound. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I'm just <laughs> No, that is not uh-huh. true. I was merely Don't just like asking. to tune into the after show. <laughs> no, I was merely asking a question. Okay. Yes. What about you? Do you enjoy uh, the beverage as well, Brandon? You know, occasionally I like to have a little glass of wine, mm-hmm. a little glass of Chablis, some quarters and change. 
Oreo has a <laughs> – what is that song? Mm-mm. A glass of Chablis, some quarters and change. You can turn your love life around. Is that it? Yeah, it's, it's Garth. Yeah. Okay, so Oreo has a new wine that's coming out, Oreo Thins Wine. Hmm. So the the budget winemaker, Barefoot Wines, you ever have those? Yeah. Okay, so they don't make the real expensive stuff, mm-hmm. right? But they're doing a deal where they've team, teamed up with Oreo, the brand of Oreo, and they're going to have a red wine with notes of cookies and cream and chocolate. And that wine goes on sale tomorrow. You can get two bottles for 25 bucks. Go to barefootwine.com slash Oreo thins to find out more, which is kind of like, I think I would try it because like those chocolate Porter beers are pretty good. That's, you know what? Never had one of those? No. Okay. I'm sorry. I was just going to tell you to have your wife buy it and then I would try it. Okay. Oh, so we spend the money and then you get to come over and enjoy it. Right. Fantastic. Hey, you like KFC? Well, uh, no, no. Are you about to pair? No. What? No, not why. Okay. But KFC has a deal available at Walmart. Just a heads up, walmart.com. You can go there and buy Christmas logs, like fire logs. Uh, you put them in your fireplace. You light them, and they smell like KFC chicken. It's called the 11 Herbs and Spices Fire Log. And like the, the packaging includes like the KFC logo and stuff like that. So if you would love for your house to smell like fried chicken, when people come over, these are available right now as well. 11 herbs and spices. You think you'd try that? I think that it, it sounded kind of gross when you said it. And then yeah. when you said 11 herbs and spices, maybe that's what they should, they should capitalize on is that. So legitimately, I'm looking at the packaging right now. The outside of the packaging looks like if you were going to buy a box of KFC chicken and like the log is in different packaging on the inside. It's kind of creative, though, right? It is. But if you would love your house to smell like a KFC restaurant, that is available right now at Walmart.com. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Hey, a shout out to Paragould and everybody who showed up last night at that Paragould Christmas parade. Golly, man. Paragould always turns out big for that. And, you know, it's always like for us, we wake up really early. So, you know, we get started and it's late for us, right? And we know it's going to be a long night. And there was just something exciting about being there. And then when you get to that crowd and they're everywhere and they're yelling and screaming and waving, it just gives back such an energy. And the best part, I think, is when people yell out stuff from the actual show, especially if it's from the actual day when, you know, we said something yesterday, hey, we're going to be there, make sure you, and they're yelling things from the show. That's the best. That makes us, that makes me the happiest, I think. And we'd overhear people saying, hey, like talking to their kids as we had gone past, we're like, hey, that's who we listen to every morning. Right. And we would typically, if we heard it, we would always try to reach around and look around, maybe not reach around. Uh, look around and, and just say, hey, thanks, thumbs up, wave, yeah. wave even bigger or something like that. Heard somebody say BBITM. Yes, yes. It's like, wow. It just makes you feel good, you know, because we, and, and again, we don't have a hard job, but we have a lot of hours we have to do. So you guys give so much energy back and it makes events like that so much fun for us. And we are huggers. Like in the olden days, pre-COVID, <laughs> when we, you right. know, you hugged and stuff, um, we love meeting people and getting to hug you guys. And, and so, you know getting to see some of you guys was well i had kind of a running hug i guess oh that was literally one of the goofiest things kelly's done (laughs) so if you've heard the show this week you know last wednesday was one week ago kelly fell out Uh, (laughs) she hadn't eaten in a couple days and she fell out brandon quit (laughs) were you hungry had you eaten i'm not 
Listen, y'all go back and listen to the podcast. No, she hadn't eaten. So she goes to the store. She has probably about 1,500 grams, uh, milligrams okay. of caffeine that day and no food. Okay. And she hits the deck in Target. Uh, bitter tongue and all kinds of stuff. And it was like legitimately we can kind of giggle about it now, but it was scary for yeah, a couple of was. days here. Uh, we were trying to figure out what was going on. So I was even when we got in the back of the truck, I'm like, hey, be careful because you have a head injury. Uh you said that, and then you helped David in the truck, and you watched me climb into the truck. See, you talk a real nice game, <laughs> That's mister. Funny. That's a funny joke. Uh-huh. It wasn't a funny joke? It was a good joke. Okay. So I helped David up there, and then Kelly offended for herself. Uh-huh. Uh, it make, but it makes you, it's how, like you, you do course. tough love right. for people. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you got to be tough. Mm-hmm. Even though you have a head injury, get on up here. <laughs> right. So we're going through this saying, and Will Oswald, Will the Thrill, he's our driver, and he was making sure that we were relatively safe as we're going through there. And Kelly sees a friend of ours on the side of the road who comes up. We see him every year at the parade. And he comes up, and typically it's like a big old handshake, but we're still moving. Like, yeah. they, you don't stop the parade. You can't just stop yeah. because there's other people, and like, you can't have, you know, bam, bam, bam. So, as opposed to just slapping uh-huh. hands or anything like that, Kelly well. leans backwards over <laughs> the side of the truck uh-huh. and gives like this backwards hug. A well, backwards embrace. It wasn't even a forward embrace. He's basically family, and it had been a couple of years since I'd seen him. Uh-huh. And so it just, it happened. But luckily, he's kind of an agile guy for <laughs> yeah. his age. and um, For his age, he's an agile guy for any age. <laughs> he ain't old. He kind of ran along with us, and, and it worked. It worked. You know? And to basically push her back into the truck. <laughs> no, that's legit. I look over there. She is, I've never seen somebody hug okay. with their back. But she's well, like, she's like, leaned out of the side of the truck. She's do, sitting on the edge. What? We were moving. You do what you got to do. I'm just going to tell you, if I were in a moving truck and I just had a head injury, I wouldn't be leaning over okay. backwards over the side of it. And Listen, she was literally. We love our people. It was a f- at least 45 degree angle from, uh, you know, the zero to 90. It was at least a 45 degree angle. She's leaning over the thing. So I'm like, get back in the truck. She finally gets back in the truck and we pass police officers. Oh, and, oh, and Paragold's, go Paragold's finest is out there, and it's cold, man. They've been out there no telling how many hours. And they're watching the parade, and they're enjoying it and making sure everybody's safe. And this goofball looks over at an officer <laughs> and said, what did you say? What were the actual words? <laughs> well, you could tell he, he probably wanted to go home. He probably was ready to go home to his family and his yeah. precious kids uh-huh. and his little dog. And so I felt kind of sorry for him because he's by himself, and I knew he was cold. And I just wanted to mess with him. So I was like, sir, you need to calm down. <laughs> and y'all were absolutely so embarrassed. But the thing is, he kind of giggled. I'm sure he did. I bet he thought that was really he funny. He kind of giggled. And you Most know Most police love it when somebody okay. heckles them from a parade float. That is one of the, their favorite things. They are human like us, Brandon. Hey, you better calm down over there, buddy. <laughs> when they're not even saying anything. Yeah, here comes a radio girl talking trash to police officers. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you the next time you go to Paragould, <laughs> you're going to be in for it. They're going to be looking for you. Oh, no. What's that? What's your license plate number again? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to help them out? Anyway, shout out to Paragold. A great time last night at the Christmas parade. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. One of the biggest complications in being a meth dealer, I, I assume, what? is that you don't have a storefront, so it can be hard to establish a place to do business, Brandon. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, well guys, 31-year-old Anthony Silcox thought he had figured out a plan in order to work around that. 
Anthony is a chef at a Waffle House in Carryville, Tennessee, which is about 30 miles from Knoxville. And Anthony was dealing meth on the side from the Waffle House kitchen. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so police raided the place and arrested Anthony while he was standing next to the grill. Mm. He had some drugs on him along with some other related illegal items. And he admitted to police that he was selling meth at work, but not every day. Okay. So Anthony was charged with sale and delivery of meth, which oh. is an, a felony, and he's due in court tomorrow. How about that? Well, speaking of Waffle House and breakfast food, what do you call a waffle that burps too much? I don't know. What do you call it? A Belgian waffle. Oh, Oh, man. (laughs) And there's even more proof that people are crazy. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. (laughs) Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today. It's Wednesday, December the 8th of 2021. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to William Ashley, who celebrates today. Mitchell Orr of Etowah, turning 35. Shani Beer in Little Rock has a birthday today. Adam Shipman is celebrating. Dalton Haley, happy birthday. Wayne George celebrates. Uh, Gabriel Solis of Wynn. Katie Radcliffe in Pocahontas. Dana Hewitt of Jonesboro. Teresa Dallas from Wynn is celebrating a birthday. Amber Long. Happy birthday, and Janie Marie Cole of Jonesboro celebrates today as well. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say happy birthday to all y'all, and you celebrate with these celebrities. Happy birthday to Tanner Buchanan, who is 23. That's Johnny's son, Robbie, on Cobra Kai, which, by the way, a series you need to finish. I need to finish it, yep. yes. Happy birthday today to Dwight Howard, who is 36, a center for the L.A. Lakers. Happy birthday today to Nicki Minaj, who's oh, 39. I like Nicki Minaj. Can we do some super bass? Happy birthday to Nicki Minaj, 39 today. Uh, somebody that reminds me a lot of you, Sinead O'Connor oh, is 55 geez. today. Happy birthday. I love this song. Well, your window down, sing some Sinead O'Connor. Oh, yeah. It's 33 degrees, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Wake yourself up. Happy birthday to Sinead O'Connor, who celebrates today. She's 55. Desperate Housewives, Terry Hatcher, is going to be 57 today, or is 57 today. Marty Rabin is 62, the lead singer of Shenandoah. Come on now, Marty Rabin. Yeah, we've been rocking all night, but don't you know you got to get me to the church on the Cumberland Road. Oh, man. So many great memories of this band. If I had two dozen roses and an old bottle of wine, if I really could have hung the moon, would it change your 
a good one. This is good, too. There ain't no place that I'd rather be next to you sitting next to me. There ain't no place that I'd rather be. All right. Next to you, next to me. Marty Raven, the lead singer of Shenandoah, has a birthday today. He's turning 62. Kim Basinger is 68 today. Oh, my goodness. I know. She was in Batman 8 Mile, also Wayne's World 2. And happy birthday today to Sam Hunt, who is 37. All right. Body like a back road, driving with my eyes closed. I know every curve like the back of my hand. Doing 15 in 30. Sam Hunt celebrating his birthday today. I just want to take your time. I don't want to wreck your Friday. I ain't going to waste my life. I don't have to take your heart. I just want to take your You really go back and you're like, man, he has had a bunch of hits. I want to introduce you to my kid folks, to my old friends, to the house and the pines. Where the you got that one. You got this one. Find a row with no name. Sam Hunt's birthday today. He's turning 37. Happy birthday, Sam Hunt. No matter where I go. Oh, yeah. No matter what I do. I'll never be 23 with anyone but you. You can marry who you want, go back to Tennessee, but you'll never be 23 with anyone but me. We'll always have old ladies, we'll always have Delta nights, we'll always be in between. Real love and real Happy birthday goes out to my good friend Sam Hunt, <laughs> who turns 37 today. Brandon Baxter in the morning. When's the last time you were on an airplane? Um, It's been a few months ago. Where'd you go? I went to, remember, I went to uh, Boring, Ohio, you yeah, said. You went somewhere really boring. Yeah. Yeah, girls vacation to the middle of Boringville. <laughs> hey, it was free. That's what yeah. it was called. Oh, that's great. I'd rather stay at home than go to Boringville. <laughs> um, so anyway, I forgot you did that. But it's been a number of years, probably, what year did I go to New Orleans? Was that two years ago? Maybe, yeah. Something like that. Uh, you know, so I get on these flights and a lot of times if I can, I like to fly Southwest. I just like Southwest because I think it was the first plane I ever got on and I don't know, it just feels safe and comfortable and easy and you can sit where you want to sit depending on when you get there and your boarding pass, all the different stuff. Uh, but there was a flight attendant that was on a flight out of Phoenix who is making headlines today because right before takeoff, you know how they give the instructions and they're pointing at the exits and all the different stuff that they do. Uh, well, this woman decided she wanted to deliver the message a little bit differently. Oh. Uh, I have the audio of her rapping <laughs> her speech. This is from a Southwest flight uh, this past weekend. Let's go. Stop, 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 how awesome nice. is that that's 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 great like if you're a regular flyer and you hear that same boring speech mm-hmm. every time you basically keep your headphones on now and just tune it out and you just hope you don't need yeah. any of the information 
But for her to go in there, she's going to get people's attention. That's true. And you're looking around and people start clapping and, yeah. and you see people smiling. You're going to pull those AirPods out. Isn't that fun? Yeah. So Southwest Airlines out of Phoenix, the flight attendant who wanted to wrap the safety instructions. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, get up. Let's get moving. Welcome to Wednesday. It's December the 8th. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas! This is Country Music News on Brandon Baxter in the Morning. All right, we have Country Music News today on Blake Shelton, who was a big winner last night at the People's Choice Awards. Congratulations to Blake. He was named the Country Artist of 2021. He's won this for his fourth consecutive year. Oh, wow. So that's a big deal. Obviously, a big uh, fan favorite, not only in the world of country music, but in entertainment in general. Uh, Blake also performed his new song, Come Back as a Country Boy. This is from the People's Choice Awards. It's Blake Shelton. When I die, come back as a country boy. Live off this land like my old man did before me. It's Blake Shelton from the People's Choice Awards. Congratulations to Blake. We have country music news on Dan and Shay. So Dan and Shay stopped by to hang out with Jimmy Fallon on The Tonight Show, and they performed a new holiday song. And Brandon, they performed it, and it sounded absolutely perfection. Yeah, it's good. It's called Officially Christmas. Here's Dan and Shay. It's officially Christmas, and I'm officially old. I'm officially wishing for something not in the store. It's already December, the snow is falling too. Then all of a sudden, it's true. It's officially Christmas. It's Dan and Shay, the song Officially Christmas, and it's out now. All right, country music news today on CMT Crossroads. Just a heads up, CMT Crossroads is back tonight at CMT Crossroads Christmas with Brett Young and friends. So it's on CMT tonight at 7. It includes Brett Young, Colby Calais, Darius Rucker, Gavin DeGraw, Maddie and Tay, and even Brett Young singing with Boys to Men. Here's a sneak peek. Christmas hands as I look around your eyes outshine the town they do this Christmas fireside blazing bright we're caroling through the night and this Christmas that's good right again it's CMT Crossroads Christmas Brett Young and Friends it airs on CMT tonight at 7 o'clock. That's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the Morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. We're joined this morning by the good doctor. He is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. Please welcome back to the show our regular guest and over the course of the last year and a half, he's become one of our best friends. <laughs> Dr. Shane Spites, what's up, dude? Good morning, Brandon Kelly. How you guys are well-rested. Oh, yeah, man. 
who doesn't need more than you know three or three and a half hours of sleep? Isn't that fine? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I think I've got some studies that say that that's not okay. But I'll um, <laughs> we can talk about that on another time. I don't. I don't think that's good. Is there any way you could like scan my entire body and tell me how unhealthy I am? Funny you say that. I don't know. I have actually people that want to do that. Hey, doc, just run me through the scanner, see what you find. Yes. It doesn't really work that way, but um, it'd be nice if it did. One day we probably will have that. We'll like, actually, what will happen is, this is going to sound strange, we'll get a cheek swab of you. You'll come in the office, Ooh. I'll swab the inside of your cheek, I'll run your genetic code, and then I'll be able to say, hey, look, Brandon, here's the deal. you got about an 80% chance of having high blood pressure by the time you're 65. Whoa. You do this, this, this right now. I mean, there's some really cool stuff that's going on out there. We're getting really close to it. God, that's really neat. But like for us, yeah. you know, uh, you know, obviously we try to eat okay some of the times, but no, nobody has a perfect diet. Most people don't, at least. No. Uh, but with the lack of sleep, how does that? How would that impact us? Because literally, it's hey, here's four hours here. There's an hour and a half nap. Uh, would we feel that? Is that something you can see, or is that something you feel, or does that take a long time to build, or what? So obviously, sometimes you'll feel it. You know, when you've been up all night, you're like, okay, I'm tired. Or for some people, it's like, look, I feel it the next day. Like, I'm actually okay today, but man, 48 hours from now, I'm going to fall asleep on the couch, you know, halfway through the day. So it just it kind of depends on really your age. Because yeah. um, the younger you are, you can tolerate that. <clears throat> as you get older, you can't tolerate it as much. Mm-hmm. There is a tie, though, um, to early dementia. And so you got to be careful about that in terms of not getting enough sleep. Uh, that can, over the long haul, actually affect cognition and, and brain function. Right. So make sure you're getting your rest. That's something. I told Leslie earlier this week, I'm like, I need to start going to bed at like 9 and wake mm-hmm. up at 345, <laughs> as opposed to going yeah. to bed at 1130. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're going to bed way too late. Uh, okay, so Dr. Spite's on again, and uh, we're, we're really honest with Shane, and we will tell him, like, because we feel like we're speaking for most of you who are listening this morning. We're done with COVID. Nobody wants to deal with it. We were thinking the holidays were going to be more normal. And Shane, you kind of predicted this after, really after Halloween. You were kind of looking at at stats and data. And you told us as we got closer to Christmas, we're going to see numbers increase. But are the numbers increasing even faster than you anticipated? No, not really. I'll be honest with you, because it's not. I mean, we're averaging right here in Arkansas. We're averaging about 800 cases a day. Most of those cases, if you look at the state, are actually in our area, north, uh, north central, northeast part of the state are the bulk of the cases. Um, we're actually following what kind of happened last year. What I mean by that is when we hit the holidays last year, that's when we saw this huge increase in cases. Um, now, we're not seeing near that number this year, so we're not seeing thousands of cases like we did last year. But still, 800 cases a day, I mean, remember, right there before Halloween, we were averaging in the state about 400 cases a day. So we're twice what we were, yeah. you know, by the, the end or mid of October. Um, and so now that we've entered into Halloween, Thanksgiving, we had Christmas and New Year's, we can expect these higher cases as people go to parties and gather and friends and family come in from out of state. We're going to see this, I think, for the next month or two. Let's talk about the masks for a second. That was a big deal early, obviously, and really for the first year, probably. We talked so much about masking in public and all of that. Uh, obviously, when, when we saw numbers dip, people started to wear them less, and it seems like now there's even less of them out there than ever before. Nobody wants to be told to put the mask back on in public. Um, but what do you say to that? Right. And, and I get that. And look, at the end of the day, it, it's completely an individual decision. I mean, everybody makes their own decision. And I, I readily recognize that I'm probably the only guy walking into most of these places with a mask on. I get it. But that's a decision that I choose to make. Right. Um, because to be honest with you, you know, this time last year, 
yeah, we had some data on masks, and we felt masks were the right thing to do. Here we are a year later. We got tons of data, and the masks do work. They're very effective at reducing the chance of me getting sick. They're very good at reducing the chances of me getting you sick. Mm-hmm. And so when we see lots of cases or we're in the middle of a sick season like this, it's a good idea to wear one. It's certainly in public places. Now, I don't wear one in my office. You know, I don't wear one. You know, I've got, um, you know, everybody in my office is, is fully vaccinated and boosters and all of that. And so we don't wear one around each other there. But when I'm out in public or if I'm, you know, going to the store or restaurants or things like that, I certainly will wear it. Yeah. And do, do you see the same thing that we're seeing, just less of them out there, though? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And I get it. It's there's, a, you know, we talked about this last year. We talked about pandemic fatigue. And now it's not fatigue. It's just people are over it. Yeah. They're like, look, I'm I'm so done with this. And you know, kind of let it be, you know, whatever's going to happen. And certainly for those that are vaccinated and I, you know, to a point I can get there. I see where they're coming from. Look, I'm fully vaccinated. I've had the booster. Um, you know, I don't want to wear this mask. I understand it. Now, what, what I understand in terms of the, the human psyche side of it and the science side of it, I mean, I understand both sides. I mean, you know, yeah, I want to be done with the virus too, but the virus isn't done with us. You know, and we've said that before. It doesn't, it doesn't change the fact that we're going to spread infections just because people don't want to wear a mask. You're still going to have infection spread. Um, and so, but again, it's an individual choice that everybody makes. Well, and you mentioned that, uh, you know, it's a battle between the human psyche and science. And that's really what, uh, what doctors and scientists have battled since the very beginning is, is yeah, what some no, people want to believe, what we want to think, and then what the data shows. And, that does. That's not always the same thing, and in most cases, it's not the same at all. That, that's exactly right, and and that's been a struggle. You you hit the nail on the head. That's been a struggle from the beginning uh, that we've tried to you know, and some of this gets really complicated. It really does when we start talking about you know, T cells and B cells and submutations and sublineages and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I get it. It gets really complicated. I mean, I I have to call people that are you know, connected to the CDC and NIH and say, okay, explain this to me. Why are we at this point or why is this doing this? Because, um, because it's tough. Dr. Shane Spites on with us this morning. Let's talk about the variant, the one that is starting to pop up in the U.S. Is that variant showing up in Arkansas yet? So here's, here's the answer. The answer is yes, it's in Arkansas. We may not have found it yet. Okay. It's in 19 other states right now in the U.S., uh, we've got some good data from overnight. I'll share that with you in a second. It just came out of South Africa, which is actually encouraging news. But in terms of where it is, it's likely already in Arkansas. But for us to really know, we would have to be doing lots of what we call genetic sequencing of our tests, which means we have to send all these tests for sequencing to say, okay, you're positive for COVID, but which COVID is it? Is it the Omicron COVID? Is it a Delta? And we just don't do a lot of that. We don't sequence a lot of our tests. So, I mean, we know it's in Mississippi. I mean, that's just right next to us. Right. So they've already, they've already identified cases there. So, yes, the likelihood is, it, is that it is here in Arkansas. We just have yet to really identify it through a test. But that, that doesn't mean it's not circulating. All right. So we, we've seen data that shows that this uh, Omicron variant is, uh, is even quicker to spread, right? But from what I was reading, and I saw Dr. Fauci talking about this, he was saying that it doesn't seem like it's more severe than Delta. What what are you that seeing in the true. data? That, that 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 the latest data that's exactly right. So it's kind of a you know both sides. So it, the transmissibility seems to be higher. So it seems like that people will get get infected quicker, which I know sounds strange because Delta spreads pretty quickly. Yeah. 
but it seems like people will get infected quicker, but it's not as the hospitalizations and the deaths aren't as high. So in terms of people uh, being sick and getting hospitalized, we're not seeing those numbers. And there were some new, like I said, that's information we're getting out of South Africa too, because that's where kind of the hotspot has been, is that they're not seeing those real significant numbers. And they've got a fairly low vaccination rate in South Africa. A lot of those people got sick with Delta and the original COVID, so they had some antibodies. But what they're seeing is, yes, they got a lot of people getting sick with Omicron, but not a lot of people going to the hospital. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Talk about Arkansas's vaccination rate, because obviously that's been a big push across the state. We've talked about it a bunch. Uh, How are we looking as a state and then as a region as far as vaccination rates? So in terms of, for the state of Arkansas, when you look at all ages, really all ages, about half of our state is vaccinated. When you look at age 12 and up, about 58%, close to 60% are vaccinated. Yeah. So, yeah. So that, I mean, that's pretty good. Now, when we compare it to, um, and we, and that's not too bad. That's not too far off from where the U S numbers are too. So we've, we've really climbed. We've done a good job in terms of getting those numbers um, up and getting them higher. We fall short a little bit on the, um, in Northeast Arkansas, we're lower than that. We're about 48%, 48%, so we're close to half or so in terms of 12 and up. So we, we seem to trail by about 10% of the state numbers. Um, so we can we could always improve on our vaccination rates here. I will say when we talk about Omicron, the latest data says that uh, Pfizer and the Moderna vaccines certainly are less effective, but if you get a booster from both of those, then there's significant protection against hospitalization uh, and death. And so as much, much so those those that have gotten boosted for Moderna or Pfizer are much more protected against this Omicron variant. So that's a good thing. So for those of you that have gotten your boosters, you can feel good that you're probably you're probably somewhat protected from this Omicron. The other thing is, and we don't we talk about the immune system a lot. We talk and you hear a lot about antibodies and antibodies this and antibodies that. And remember, that's only one piece of the story in your immune system. And this is one of those um, uh, instances where this is this is important. Now we're talking about T cells. So T cells are a different cell in your immune system that has to do with long-term immunity and memory. T cells apparently are very important in the Omicron variant. And so we're seeing that T cell response is really good for this Omicron variant. T cells come from, hey, I got vaccinated or, hey, I've been infected. And that's information we're getting out of blood samples from South Africa. So as we look at this, let's talk first of all to people who are, are vaccinated. They think they're fully vaccinated, but no booster. How quick should they jump on that? Yeah, I'd go ahead and get your booster at this point. I mean, I, again, and, and that was kind of what we were thinking, but now there's more data that is kind of moving in that direction saying, yeah, if you're fully vaccinated, you haven't got your booster, now's the time to get it. What about people who had a mild reaction to the, either the first or the second shot? Will there be a reaction to the booster? So it depends on what kind of reaction you had, and that's really case by case. And so I encourage those patients to speak to their physicians about it. Some of the reactions are what we would consider normal or expected based on the vaccine. Some of them are not. If you had some sort of severe allergic reaction, then obviously we would not recommend that you get uh, another dose of the vaccine uh, because it would it would be too risky for you. But some of the side effects, and I mean, like, I, and things like the younger you are, the less side effects you have. Like uh, my 11 year old, I mean, he didn't bat an eye really. He got he got fully vaccinated by Pfizer. Uh, for the first and second doses and really had no symptoms at all. I mean, I think he was a little tired, but I think it's just, we were looking for, (laughs) we were looking for symptoms for him, Uh, but he was a little tired, like after the second dose um, that night, but really no symptoms at all. So it seems like the younger, 
kids and the younger individuals do really well in terms of side effects. Last thing, for those who are not vaccinated yet, they're unvaccinated and we're two and a half weeks away from Christmas. Is there still time to go in there, get vaccinated and have some protection uh, at a Christmas setting, at a holiday party, at a family gathering? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're not vaccinated, this is, I mean, I don't know why you waited, but go ahead. I mean, stop waiting now and at least start getting, you know, getting one of your vaccines under your belt. Um, you know, this, we're going to continue right now. We're still seeing all the Delta variant. I mean, this is all Delta variant that we're seeing now that we think, but you're going to see more and more different variants from COVID and the vaccines do a pretty good job of helping out. Are they a hundred percent? No, they were never meant to be a hundred percent. They were meant to keep you out of the hospital and keep you from dying. And largely they're doing that. Right. I mean, they're doing that pretty much all over the state of Arkansas. When we look at the people that are, that are vaccinated uh, versus the ones that are unvaccinated and those that are hospitalized. Still, when we look at the data, I mean, 86, 88 percent of the individuals who were hospitalized um, or dying, those are all unvaccinated. And so vaccination keeps you out of the hospital and uh, even worse. Well, the science is showing it. And that's that's what I think is so crazy about the human psyche versus the science is the science shows it. And then, you know, we still wait. Some of us wait. So I know. I know. So get your vaccine if you haven't already. And flu vaccine, too. I'll go and throw that in there. We are seeing flu. Uh, this year, no surprise to that. We're not really surprised. We thought we'd see some, but we're starting to see some more flu cases. So if you hadn't gotten your flu vaccine, we recommend that as well. I had a buddy who got both uh, his booster and the flu vaccine in the same day. Um, he was questioning. He was questioning that decision. <laughs> yeah. Would you recommend yeah. not doing those at the same time? You know, you can do it, and the CDC says you can do it. But and it, this is completely personal. This is a personal opinion. You're getting. Uh, you know, I don't have a. I don't have the data to back this up. I don't do that. Yeah. I, I usually wait. I'll, I'll take the, I'll take one vaccine, let my body get you know ramped up on that one, get the, the antibodies, then I'll take the other one. So I did not do both at the same time. Um, like in terms of booster, I've got my booster. I got my flu vaccine. I didn't do them both on the same day because that's a pretty good hit on your immune system. Yeah. So anyway, you're calling my friend dumb, right? Oh no! I didn't say that. I didn't say that, <laughs> Brandon. I said, I said I personally, I personally would not have, have done that. But it's not. It's not that you can't do it, and the CDC says you can do it. So it's not. It's not like it's against the rules. All right, I hope Rodney. Yeah, throw me under the bus there, Brandon. Appreciate That's exactly that. what he likes to do. I hope, Shane. Ouch! I hope mm-hmm. Rodney Poff heard that. Oh, uh, tire mark, tire mark on my back. Uh, you called him out. He's better. Wow, he was a friend, huh? Uh, only on this occasion. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Hey, man, we hope you have a great day. It's Dr. Shane Spite. He's the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. And we'll talk to you again next week, man. Yeah, you guys have a great day. Great week. <laughs> oh, that's funny. He's, he's not going to pick up next he's week. He's so professional and we're so not. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by Brad Baker from the Lions Club. He's here to talk today about Good morning, the, guys. the White Cane Day. Brad, what's up this morning? Oh, man, we're just uh, we're just blowing and going just like always, uh, getting ready for our big white cane day this Saturday, hoping for good weather. Uh, hope you can get uh, Sarah or, or some of these other uh, meteorologist types to give us some good weather for Saturday. <laughs> we'll, we'll go straight to Sarah. We'll get her to, her to work on that yeah. for you because we know that uh, you work hard to raise money for the Lions Club, and, and you've done that for so many years now. It's a passion project. But let's be real honest. Uh, I need to know more about this white cane day. What is that? 
Well, you know, the white cane is a symbol of uh, of blind people. You know, they use the cane to get around, uh, uh, giving them independent skills, that sort of thing. And so uh, the Lions Club, when we try to, to – used to, we would go to a specific uh, – Super Center, without mentioning a brand name, and stand in front of the door and ask people to help us uh, to help uh, people. And you know, people people were very generous. They'd come by and drop dollars and and fives in the in the bucket, and we could we raised three or four thousand dollars in a couple of days. Uh, but uh, we've just not done that for a while because of the COVID and this, that, and the other. And, right. So one of our guys had uh, a district governor uh, named Roy Patterson that's from the Nettleton Lions Club. So why don't we get together and try to do a little roadblock, white cane kind of thing? And and so he approached uh, JPD about it, and they uh, gave us a permit to do this on Saturday, this coming Saturday, uh, December 11th, uh, at the corner of Race Street and Caraway, which is uh, uh, you know pretty busy intersection. And so we plan to be out there in our bright gold lion's vest, and we're going to have a couple of guys dressed as lions and and uh, you know just kind of try to collect a little money to help people uh, in northeast arkansas particularly with vision care and that, that's our our main focus is vision care although we do things like uh, diabetic awareness uh, environment uh, uh, youth programs like our peace poster contest uh, but most of the most of the stuff we do is uh, vision related so tell me why vision was the thing that the lions club is focused so heavily on well, in 1925, which was eight years after Lions Clubs International was formed, a lady named Helen Keller, which most people know that she was blind and deaf, and she gave a speech to the Lions Club International Convention, and she asked us to become Knights of the Blind in the Crusade Against Darkness. And so Lions, at that point, that had not had a uh, extreme uh goal of fundraising decided to adopt a uh, site care and uh, treating blind or helping blind people uh, at that point. And so it's been that way ever since. So, and, and I know personally how you've affected uh, some friends of ours with vision uh, related stuff, but talk about the services that you help try to provide because it's really, there's a vast number of ways you help with, uh, with the vision care. Well, we start with uh, if a, if a person comes to the line, so I mean, all of this is for, uh, lower income people. So uh, all the services we provide are things that people couldn't provide for themselves. Uh, and there's a lot of times uh, working two or three jobs and, and still can't provide care. I, I'm going to just tell you that our statistics that we use at Mid-South Lions uh, at, at my organization, uh, we have uh, our average patient makes about $8,000 a year and has four in the family. So that tells you that uh, it's a pretty critical need, and yeah. most of the people we deal with have no other alternative. Uh, in fact, they they could go blind or or even deaf if you know when we decide in hearing, but but they could go blind without our assistance. And so it starts with a patient or a person coming to the local Lions Club saying, "Hey, I need help. I can't see," mm-hmm. and so uh, then we send them to the local uh, eye doctor. Here in town, or you know wherever they're located, you know there's 700 Lions clubs in our four state area that we cover, wow. and uh, the doctor says, "Look, I, I can't help you with glasses. You got to have uh, cataract surgery." So we do everything from eyeglasses uh, for those in need, in particular kids here locally, and up through cataract surgery, uh, treatments for diabetic retinopathy, corneal transplants, glaucoma treatments, you name it, and and we do uh, try to address that need. 
And basically, we just try to help people see better. That's, you know, from day one, when you say come to, I need help, to uh, day 10, to that, where, where we give you surgery and a follow-up care. We just we just do everything we can to help people see better. And again, it's the Lions Club. They're doing their roadblock, the White Cane Day, this coming Saturday, December the 11th, from 10 until 2 at the corner of Ray Street and Caraway. You can stop by with however much money you want to donate. It could just be the change that's there in your car. It could be a couple of bucks, or it could be... Big donations. You'll accept them all, won't you? Absolutely accept them all. And uh, just just drive through. I mean, it's not out of your way. Drive through uh, the, the Caraway Ray Street uh, intersection. And we, like I say, we're going to have a couple of guys dressed as lions. And I have to tell you, at one of the Christmas parades where we had the lions uh, alert trailer and the lion uh, in his outfit and all that stuff, that there was a longer line for the, the picture with the lion than there was a line for Santa Claus. So <laughs> uh, the kids love the lions. So bring the kids by to see the lions. And, and uh, we We'll uh, try to entertain as well as uh, take your money, and and we just we need everybody to come and be generous. Which the Jonesboro area, Northeast Arkansas, is one of the most generous communities there is, and so we we just ask that you stop by. We know that it, it bugs you when people are standing on the corner collecting money and all that stuff, but we try not to hold you up. Just just have your money ready. Come on, throw it in the bucket, and we'll let you go. And Brad, if somebody maybe uh, they're going to be out of town or they can't swing by the roadblock event happening this weekend. And what they're hearing this, and maybe you know they know somebody who's been impacted by the Lions Club or, or vision issues in the past, and they just want to make a donation. Is there a way that they can do that if they're unable to go to the roadblock? Well, I'm going to be a little selfish and give you the Mid-South Lions yeah. uh, site and hearing service uh, uh, address. So it's Mid-South Lions, M-I-D-S-O-U-T-H-L-I-O-N-S. It's like the, the animal, not like the college, L-I-O-N-S, at or excuse me, midsouthlions.org. Gotcha. That's it, the website. And when you get on the website, you'll see that it says Donate Here. Just click right there, and it'll take you to a website that, that, you, that will securely take your money, and, and you can set up a one-time donation or a monthly donation or ever how you want to set it up. And, uh, again, we depend totally on the generosity of the public. We we don't take a, a lot of government money, and we don't take a lot of this, that, and the other. We just depend on the generosity of the public, and, and they are so generous that we have been able to help thousands of people see and hear better over a long period of time. Man, we appreciate the work you do. You're a great ambassador for the Lions Club and always out to, uh, to help people in this community, and we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, too, this morning. Hey, I appreciate y'all having us on and always look forward and hope to get to see you in person the next time we do an interview. All right. Same here, Brad. Have a good day, man. All right, y'all too. Thank you. And God bless. All right. God bless. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. All right. We're joined this morning by Craig Pomerinke from the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center. I was kind of shocked to hear that Craig was already at work this morning. Uh, why did Why did your day start so early today? Well, I got a lot to do. We got uh, we got a lot of Christmas parties here and a lot of festivities going on. And hey, somebody's got to work it. Make sure Santa and the sleigh and the elves and everybody else gets here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Nick, I do want to say if you're looking to do an event in Northeast Arkansas, I might be a little biased because uh, we do a bunch of stuff with the embassy. But golly, man, you talk about a beautiful facility to go and hold an event in. If it's a Christmas party or uh, if you just want to stay because family's coming into town, let's be honest, you really don't want family at your house. Uh, the embassy, oh. well, I'm just saying, most people don't. The embassy suites is a <laughs> great spot. They'll feel like they're on vacation, and they won't even be offended that they're not at your house. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, I make my family stay here too. Don't worry about it. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's a number of things we want to talk to you about because we got the heads up a couple of weeks ago. You gave us the heads up that you were thinking about uh, doing dueling pianos in Northeast Arkansas, in Jonesboro. And I've been here a long time. I don't know that I ever remember hearing about dueling pianos. Like, you know, I've seen it, uh, you know, on like on Beale Street in Memphis years and years ago, but you actually have found a way to bring that to Northeast Arkansas. Yeah, we're excited. We've got the show going on tomorrow night. We've got the grit and grind dueling pianos out of Memphis coming in. They're going to be playing from 830 to 11 in our best ballroom. Um, Gearhead and, and uh, Jonesboro Travel and Arvest Bank and so forth have all helped us out. Uh, we're going to be giving away a uh, grand prize to Key West. So it's wow. called Christmas on the Keys. So everybody that comes can register for the grand prize. Um, we're also doing Jonesboro's first annual Ugly Christmas Sweater Contest. So if you wear your ugly Christmas sweater, you'll get a chance to win uh, a New Year's Eve package from us. It's all expenses paid New Year's Eve package. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and we're giving proceeds of it to uh, Salvation Army. So oh, we're, wow. we want to help the Red Cattle Campaign. And so we wanted to be able to give back. And we figured... Let's get all of our friends together, listen to some good music, have have a fun time, and look at ugly sweaters, and take care of the Salvation Army. Well, the whole thing about the dueling pianos is that's a really fun environment because, mm-hmm. I mean, so much of it is ad lib, and it's songs, and it's requests, and it's just like, wow, you sing along, you have fun, and, you know, I think you have the perfect environment for that because, uh, you know, you have, you have different things that people can enjoy while they're there at your establishment. Hmm. Yes, absolutely. We decided we would take this 15,000 square foot Arvest ballroom and have some fun with it and, um, you know, do events like this. So this is going to be the first of many events that we'll start to produce and, and uh, handle locally and, and allow folks to come out and enjoy themselves. So, Craig, will people need to get tickets in advance if they want to come out to Christmas on the Keys? If they want to save a little bit of money, yes. So they're $10 in advance. They're being sold here at the, at the hotel, um, and then it'll be $15 at the door. Um, we've had some VIP tables, but we sold all those out, which is great. Yeah. So just single tickets are available. But, you know, groups of people can come. We'll have round tables set up all over the place and, and they can all get together at their own tables. So again, that's Christmas on the keys, the dueling pianos that happens tomorrow from eight 30 until 1130 at the embassy suites, Red Wolf convention center. Uh, you mentioned new year's Eve. We've talked about new year's Eve and I know last year, uh, you know, it was really our, the first COVID year that we had any of us had dealt with. Uh, you were looking to do some type of a big new year's Eve deal and uh, it went really well. And it was a huge success, even in the middle of a pandemic. And I know this year looks to be even bigger and more exciting than it was last year on New Year's Eve. Yeah, so last year we had to alter it a little bit, get rid of the entertainment, kind of have people celebrate New Year's in the rooms and so forth. But this year we're back. We brought back, uh, by popular demand, the Soul Sations. That was our group that we had here when we first opened two years ago. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal 12-piece show band out of Memphis. Uh, but everything's included, the food, the drinks, the guest room, the entertainment, it's all included. Uh, one package for sale for three seventy nine, and and a guarantee you'll have a great time. You know, breakfast at midnight, and breakfast again the next day, and and so forth. So it's uh, very very well attended, and it will sell out. So I yeah. want to make sure people want to get in here. It's a great place to come for New Year's Eve. No, and like oddly enough, that's my wedding anniversary too. So Perfect. oh, happy anniversary! Yeah, if you're looking for a night to where really everything is taken care of, and you're having to worry about hey, where are we going to go, and are we gonna, how are we going to get there, and are we going to have to get somebody yeah. to drive and get an Uber, all the different things that you would have to do. I mean, if you can go in and, and do your entire celebration from the meal to the celebration to the rest all in one spot, and it just so happens to be the nicest property in the area, I mean, to me, that's a huge win, Craig. Yeah, just park your car and take the elevator home that night. <laughs> I love it. So again, it's Christmas on the Keys and New Year's Eve coming to the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center. Dueling Pianos is tomorrow night and then Christmas Eve. Craig, if people want more information, where's the best spot to go 
and get information on everything going on at the embassy? Best thing to do is just, just call us, um, 619-4482. You can book your reservations here. Um, you can come by anytime and, and buy tickets for Christmas on the Keys. You can come by and, and get a reservation for New Year's Eve. Um, and that's, you know, even tomorrow night, if you want to, to, to book your New Year's Eve, you can certainly do that while you're here. So the best thing to do is just come on out. And that way, if you've never been here before, you can walk the building. We'll show you around. I'll be more than happy to show you around myself. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'm usually here. <laughs> yeah, no joke. It's Craig Pomerinke from the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center. Hey, best of luck tomorrow night, and thanks for what you're doing to make Northeast Arkansas a bunch of fun. No, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for your help. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. Joined this morning by Jason Olson of the Jonesboro Fire Department. He's here to talk about uh, fire safety for the holidays, but... Before we get there, uh, Jason, I want to I want to walk back in time for a second on the relationship that we've formed over the years. Okay, sure. So, uh, come to find out that Jason went to school with my wife and my uh, sister in law and my brother in law. Is that correct? Yes. What? Oh. So they've been buddies for a long time, and then you know we got connected here through the radio and him working with the fire department, and we learned more about Jason. and And then over the years, man, we've done events with you and all these different things, and I saw you at the Christmas tree lighting. You came out to support us as uh, I read Twas the Night Before Christmas at NEA Baptist, and we had a great chat with you and your family. Yeah, we did. The kids loved it. They were, yeah. Eden, I think, I don't know if he had seen pictures of you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Man, I really thought he had long hair. I'm like, well, <laughs> he did. Surprise! Yeah. Um, so it was, yeah. He, uh, yeah, and it was, yeah, the, the kids loved it. They, uh, the youngest one, she wasn't feeling great, but she was. She loved your energy, and I uh, actually read the kids the book um, the other oh. night, and she's like, mm, "Mr. Brandon did better." I was like, "Yeah, oh, you're, you're not listening to him anymore." <laughs> oh, but they they listen to us every morning, and so we had this every really morning. we had this really great exchange with you, right? And I'm like, "Oh, he's so sweet." And I, we even talked about yeah. you when when Leslie and Kai and I got in the truck. I'm like, "Man, Jason Olson, really nice guy." And then I saw you at A State football, the final home game of the season, and you're up there with your firefighter buddies, and you started talking trash to me. Oh, you can be nice to me in public if it's private, but if it's if it's a public thing with your friends, it's almost like what happened to me in school. Okay, <laughs> Jason, you, you know it's you see a little bit different side of us when we're together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I hear I hear Jason. I'm about to go do something uh, during my hosting gig, and I hear somebody say, "Hey, Brandon." And I know I recognize the voice. I look around. I'm trying to find Jason Olson. He's up there at a level above me, right? I uh-huh. guess he was in the freaking suites or something. I don't even know what he was doing up there. Man, we're just walking around in case anybody needed us. Well, Brandon doesn't get asked to the suites. No, I don't get asked to do anything. But so <laughs> yeah, I, you were in the best seats in the house. Okay, maybe. That's but true. so so Jason Free says dinner and everything. Oh, mm-hmm. I have to make it sound like my life is awful, Jason. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So so mistreated. I'm really struggling. Uh-huh. Oh, but so he says to me, and again, this is a guy I consider friends, and I, I sit over here, I talk to his kids, and we all bond for a second, and then he says, hey, Brandon, I'm like, hey, what's going on, man? We shake hands, he said. <laughs> what, what, do you remember the exact way you delivered the line? I think I said your bronzers wore off. <laughs> oh, wow. And you know, because he knows this show, he knows the, he knows well, the spot to go to, the low blow with me. And he, he got a, a color and, out of you. He, he, you turned red, didn't and you? And it's appearance. He, he knows if you go to the appearance, anything yep. on the appearance, I'm going to get fired mm-hmm. up. And then he laughs and walks off with his buddies. That's not – I mean, I did uh, 
I just, I'll let you take a gig at me and my Thanksgiving weight that I've been carrying since the sixth grade. No, yeah, no, you, no, no, you said that. I didn't say that. <laughs> okay, that's true. See, I, I, was trying to, I was trying to encourage you because I knew you were going to go and be on the big screen and getting everybody fired. Uh, it was a great football game. The no. outcome wasn't great, but, man, it was a great game. No, and, you know, we're really excited about where, where we're headed. And the experience with football is only going to get better. You know, we've kind of gone through a couple of COVID years and – Hopefully, by the time sure. we get to next fall, everything's back to you know the way it yep. was. And I'm trying to get my kids to be football fans, and they like basketball, which is great. Oh, yeah. And we, we went, we watched Coach Daniel. They prefer watching the girls' team, uh, probably because my son and Coach Daniel's daughter in the same grade, they hang out. They were going to play together. They're friends. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, we go to some basketball games, and they're like, we just really don't like football. Well, we're going to have no, to get them. No. Hey, I'll give them an experience down there where they'll fall in love with the team and the players, and they'll want to go to every game. And that's exactly what happened with the basketball team. Coach Daniel, his daughter saw my son in the stands one day, and she took him down there to yep. high five the uh, the girls when they were there. And uh, I have told Star Taylor this: she gave him a fist bump even after the game. Oh yeah. And he's like, Star Taylor is my favorite basketball player. I'm like, buddy, yep. she doesn't play that. He's like, I don't care. She's still my favorite. No, and that's sweet. <laughs> and that's how that's how much those uh, college athletes can impact a young child, and that's why it's. Man, and, and when we see who these athletes are and we learn more about them and you're like their stories and you know, we have we have sure. good athletes and smart people and um, Absolutely. And great folks. I've I've got to know several of them through the years through different uh different fundraising stuff they've done for events that I'm involved in and that they're they're a great group. And some of them come from some of them come from great families and some of them come from families where like how did you learn to be a decent human being? Because yeah. your examples were not great growing up. No, and that's what's so great is that they're learning that's, here and they're and they're giving yeah, back to this community. So that's what the sports gives them. I think people fail to realize that sometimes. I think folks fail to realize that these are eighteen to twenty three year old kids out there dealing with real life issues. Yeah, when they show up to watch them play on Saturday. No, so. yeah, and they're going to school full time and trying to play and balance practice and coach demands. I mean, yeah, when you really kind of focus in and, and you learn more about that, it's pretty amazing all that they can do. But as we as we head, Jason, as we head into the holiday season, we like to talk to you every year about fire safety because uh, sure. you know there's a lot of people who do different things. It's getting cold. People are turning on space heaters. We have uh, lights up all over the place. You know, we have our whole our room, our living room, almost looks like uh, Christmas vacation with all the stuff that Leslie has in there. Wow. But that's not always the safest way to do it because you can overload those outlets and that can cause problems. Sure. The, the biggest thing you want to look for is if, if you have an outlet that's overloaded, it's going to start tripping your breaker. If it's in the, in a closet or in a garage, it's, you, you know where it is in your home. Mm-hmm. So if your breaker is doing that, you have too many things plugged in. You're drawing too much power. The breaker, that's the breaker's way of saying, no, you can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. So you need to find somewhere else to plug some of that stuff in, take some of the load off of that breaker. Because um, you just can't have that much that much power going to one spot. So does that include like a, a multi-plug? Even if you have a multi-plug plugged in, does that still mean, hey, there's only a certain limit here? Yes. And, that, and that's what people fall into with multi-plugs is you can go and um, you can go and buy the cheap ones and you can plug so many things in there. Um, you can spend a little bit more on different multi-plugs that will have a breaker built in mm-hmm. where that multi-plug will actually fail first before your breaker does. Right. To me, it's worth spending a little bit extra money. Um, that's what I've got where my uh, TV and um, all our Amazon boxes and video games yeah. and all that stuff, it's all plugged into a power strip that if it says it's getting too much, that strip's going to fail, or it's supposed to fail. This is sure. all stuff that's manufactured. Any of this stuff can fail at any time. Sure, right. Um, 
but yeah, so, so using those, uh, and you can look on the box and, and I looked on the box for the Christmas lights that I put up and it used to be before LEDs has brought a lot of safety in themselves because they draw so much less power. It used to be the old incandescents. You couldn't plug in more than five or six strands. Right. Yeah. My, my LED bulbs that I put on the house the other day and I made the mistake of telling Keaton I said, man, I can plug 60 of these things into get to, to each other. Mm-mm. And he's like, well, we need to go buy more. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, no, yeah, no. Talking about, yeah, talking about Christmas vacation, I think he's expecting Clark Griswold to be yep. on our roof when he gets home to school yep. today. That's it. <laughs> so, so, um, and, so, and you mentioned space heaters. Um, most of space heaters bought in probably the last 20 years or so have got the knockover feature. So if they get knocked over, they're not going to catch something on fire. The biggest thing is just make sure you have space around the space heaters that they don't, don't, don't drape your sweater or your coat on them to have them nice and warm before you walk outside in the cold weather. Um, you, you set them on a chair a few feet away from it. You just don't want to drape, drape anything right over top of it. Yeah, those things make me nervous, man. Yeah, we, I don't have any in the house. It, my my eight year old he wants one because he um, you met him. We, we are very different bodies types. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I think I, I don't think it's hard for people when people see me and him. I think they figure out that there's some adoption stuff there because uh, right. I'm this big fat guy and he's got an so, eight pack. He you're so know. crazy. It's gross. No, uh, it's, it's not gross. Gets, it's not gross. Oh, I. Yeah, eight pack for me. That's different. That's something I get in the store no. over the county line. Oh gosh, this is <laughs> is this way. happening? Is this um, happening? <laughs> so he, he, you know, he he always wants one. Um, it's something we we've had him around the house before, but um, they're great for personal spaces, and and it, as long as they're used responsibly for a short amount of time, they're fine to use. You want to make sure. As you get ready to go to bed at night or get ready to leave your house, make sure that they're turned off, mm-hmm. unplugged. Um, and you still don't want to, even though they shut off, if they get knocked over or something, if you've got pets or small children at home that could knock them over accidentally, yeah. uh, you still want to make sure they're picked up. You don't want something hot laying on top of something that could, uh, that could potentially catch on fire. And smoke detectors, it's always important to check those. And to be real honest, I think most of us probably fail at that until they start beeping. Sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, checking smoke detectors because people are going to be, you know, people are firing up their fireplaces this time mm-hmm. of year. Um, get those checked by somebody. If, you, if you're somebody that has a wood-burning uh, fireplace, get those, make sure you have your chimney checked out. Uh, make sure everything's in working order there. And, yeah, check your uh, your fire your smoke detectors and your carbon monoxide detectors. They've got buttons on where it says test them. And right. uh, if, you know, you need to test those every few months. We're supposed to change batteries back at time change, but a lot of people now have the 10-year worry-free. Yeah. And so if you're like me, um, I put mine up. I said, 10 year worry free. I don't have to worry about it. Right. And I was like, you know, I haven't checked my smoke detectors in like two years since we got the kids, and I had to for the for for the the the, the DHS worker that dropped them off. Right. I guess they still work. And I pushed the button the other day, and I went out and bought some new smoke detectors. Oh, they wow. didn't work anymore. So, wow. um, so yeah, that, that's me saying this is you call me for fire safety stuff. Um, so it's important to check them, even though they were worry free. Mine were only about four years old. And for whatever reason, they'd quit working. So it's good to test them and make sure that they work. Well, and you and your guys at the fire department, unfortunately, get those calls all winter where people have an incident and they need help. And what we're trying to do this morning is prevent some of those incidents, maybe less calls, maybe more time for you guys to go and do other things. The last thing you want is sure. for somebody's home to uh, you know have an incident around the holidays because uh, you know displacement and, and ruining of, of goods and, and stuff in your house yeah. is just – 
That's no and, fun. And unfortunately, it's something I've seen way too many times. There's been, I, I've been to several fires where our main goal was, hey, let's get Christmas presents out of here so they can at least still have presents done right for small children because there wasn't anything we could do for the house. Wow. Um, so, and, and that's something, you know, we, we don't want to see that. We don't want anybody to have to go through that. Um, so, yeah, they, people can do just a few small steps so it can greatly increase their chances for safety. There you go. Jason Olson joins us this morning from the Jonesboro Fire Department. Hey, a shout-out to you and all the brave men and women who work on uh, fire department teams all across this area because, again, it's one of those deals where you guys run into homes and situations where most people are told to run out, and you guys are running in to, to help people, and we appreciate that. Well, thank you so much. And uh, anytime you see me, man, you feel free to make fun of me anytime you want to. Okay? Yes, but you, please. You just realize I'm going to give it back. Oh. Hey, that's uh, that's that's the whole give and take of it, right there. Oh, yeah. that's, uh, I mean, Josh can tell you that he and I we uh, we got along pretty well in school, and there was there was a good bit of that back then. So yeah, I'm gonna give it back. I'm gonna start giving it back. Oh, oh Mister Big, you might yeah, please do. Yeah, so get ready for it, okay? Mm-hmm. The next time I see you, you're gonna get it back. Okay, sounds good. All right, Jason Olson joins us this morning on the K Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Family Zinc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the Morning Radio program. Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care with Wet Nose Wednesday. Good morning, Dr. Reed. Good morning. Is there any truth that you are giving out bottles of wine as holiday gifts this year? <laughs> I am, and I've got one with uh, Kelly's name on it and your name on it. Oh, that's okay. very that's very sweet of you, Kevin. I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, I have a question. This is, a, and I know you probably have other stuff that we need to get to today for Wet Nose Wednesday. It's kind of an educational piece on on our pets, but I have a question for you. Um, on Ace, our German Shepherd, okay? Uh-huh. So uh, we've noticed over the last couple of weeks he's become a little more ornery in certain things. Um, uh, a couple of times he's gone to the restroom in the house, which he's, what is he, four or something like that? He's never done that before. Like, he's always been good. It seemed like he came out potty trained, right? And we're trying to figure out what it was. So last night, Leslie went to her mom's house while I was at the Paragould Parade. She comes home. He's peed on the Christmas tree. Um, she looks over and realizes that there was a little tray of Christmas uh, candy that a friend of ours made, and Ace finished that off. It was at the back of the counter on the back of the stove, and he's a tall German shepherd. He was able to eat that, right? And it just seems like he's being defiant. So this morning I wake up, and I realize he's peed on my bag that my laptop is in. Mm. What would cause a change like that in a dog that's, let's say, four years old and never had issues? You know, it may be sometimes the, uh, you know, the change, if you've got your tree up and decorations out, I think some dogs, you know, that unnerves them a little bit because it's a change in what they're used to and their routine. And especially, you know, he, he's probably trying to reassert his, uh, you know, his presence and his dominance. So he's marking the Christmas tree, probably marking your laptop bag. And uh, hopefully that'll be just temporary when he realizes that, you know, that change is going to be there for, for a little while. Well, so, Kevin, I go to the kitchen this morning and my bag was kind of laid over there by uh, in our little breakfast nook area. It was kind of over there. And I thought at one point, I thought, oh, my gosh, like the dishwasher's leaking because it was, you know, that much wetness. Uh, and it was just like he completely relieved everything he had right there. And it's just it's so untypical and it's frustrating because when you have a big dog, who's intentionally making those mistakes, that creates quite a mess. 
Oh, it does. Yeah. And the other thing, you know, to rule out a medical um, issue like a cystitis or something, usually with a cystitis, though, they just, you know, urinate small amounts frequently. But, you know, he could have some irritation in his lower urinary tract. So if that persists, you might want to collect a urine sample and, you know, have a urinalysis done on it. So we're over here with, uh, again, the Christmas treats. There was uh, like, you know, and most of it was gone because, quite frankly, I tore through most of it on day one. Uh, but there was, there was some fudge, and there were peanut butter balls and different things that were on that tray, right? Um, and he uh-huh. got into it, and it didn't seem like he had any effect. And I know for a long time we were all we were all told, "Hey, it's chocolate," but I guess milk chocolate isn't as you know toxic for dogs as what the dark chocolate is, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, and there's not enough of the actual chocolate in in a milk chocolate or in fudge to you know, especially for a dog his size, he'd have to eat a large, very large amount of it. Okay, so things to think about right there. And again, uh, the wild thing was, I thought that tray was far enough back that he wouldn't mm-hmm. get up there because I've never seen him stand up on the counter and look over it. But you know, we were gone, mm-hmm. and and he was feisty for some reason. You think They're you could come over? <laughs> could you come and talk to him about it and maybe oh. talk him through it? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm off this afternoon. I could do that, Doctor okay. Reed. What he's not telling you is that his wife also caught him peeing on the Christmas tree <laughs> last night. Well, I had a few too many beverages after the Christmas parade, and I thought I was outside. <laughs> hey, what do you have for us today? Now that we got the urine out of the way, what do you have for us? You know, uh, I, I think I talked about this a long time ago, but it, it, it bears, uh, I think, mention again. You know, we, we've got a modality in veterinary medicine uh, called laser therapy that we can actually, uh, it's gained a lot of popularity in recent years. And it does have some benefits for our pets. Um, it's it's kind of like an alternative therapy that can be used in conjunction or in place of medication to manage pain, inflammation, and wound healing. Okay. And as Kelly told me, she learned in physical science, laser stands for light amplification of stimulated emission of radiation. Yes, exactly. yes. And I'm, I'm surprised she remembered that. Yeah. So this is this is a unit that um, it emits a focused penetrating light beam. And it's a single wavelength light. The photons, uh, the little particles of light, travel in the same phase and direction, and they travel in a single straight beam. And what that does, it gives it a penetrating power uh, to the restricted area that you're locating it on so that the nearby tissues are unaffected. And the type that we use for therapy lasers are class four lasers. Um, you know, in, in comparison, a class one laser would be like a barcode scanner. And, uh, you know, class two would be a laser pointer, and uh, class three, there's some lower-powered uh, therapy lasers, and the class four lasers are either a surgical cutting laser or the the more powerful therapy laser. And so what this does, it, it uses these light waves uh, to cause a process we call photobiomodulation, photobiomodul- which alters um, cellular and tissue physiology. And it's very beneficial in our pets for different um, for different type of procedures because you know like chronic arthritis, healing of incisions or wounds, uh, chronic infections, uh, traumatic injuries, uh, and you know this is a, a very relaxing. It's almost like a, almost like you're massaging the pet with this uh, uh, laser unit. And most pets will just lay there and, and really enjoy it. We've had some that even just kind of fall asleep. And the way this works, um, it, it relieves pain by stimulating the release of uh, endorphins in the tissue. Um, it also activates acu- 
puncture points, you know, deep in the tissue. It reduces inflammation, which promotes uh, microcirculation because it increases uh, vasodilation to the area. Uh, it accelerates the tissue repair and cell growth, oh. uh, and it, it can stimulate regeneration of the peripheral nerves that may have been damaged. Also, it can stimulate remodeling of scar tissue, uh, improves the circulation, and that forms new capillaries to help heal the damaged tissues. Um, reduces fibrous tissue formation, so it can you know reduce formation of, of, of scarring. Um, improves nerve function uh, by having regeneration of some of the nerve cells. And we see an overall increase in wound healing. Um, so, you know, chronic wounds that are slow to heal, um, that may be an indication for it. And, it, like I said, it stimulates acupuncture and, and trigger points. And so it kind of provides a needleless acupuncture point stimulation, which relieves pain, hmm. both acute pain and, and uh, you know, chronic pain over a period of time. And a lot of times these uh, uh, laser therapy session, you know, can be 10 to 15 minutes, depending on the area you're, you're uh, applying the laser to. Um, in acute cases like wound healing or healing of incisions, we may use it daily. Uh, chronic conditions like arthritis, you know, usually a couple times a week. Uh, in some of these dogs, it's pretty can be pretty dramatic. That, you know, they can almost have an immediate... Uh, uh, immediate effect from it. And, and the first time I was introduced to it, I went to a conference in uh, Denver and it was in October and I was coming out of the mall and I stepped off the curb and I, I mean, I really twisted my ankle and oh. got a, a lot of swelling. So at this conference, after I limped my way to Denver, um, <laughs> the, uh, they had a, um, uh, representative of a booth there and I was listening to and I said yeah he noticed me limping and I said man I've got a really bad sprained ankle and he said well here sit up in this chair so he did this uh it was a three-day conference so I went every time once a day and it was amazing after the first uh therapy um and it lasted about five minutes just on my ankle uh it I didn't feel any pain anymore now the pain came back a little the next day but each, as each day of the three days uh went on um, I was pretty well over it by the time I left the conference, and that oh, pretty wow. much sold me on it. So, um, you know, we ended up putting getting a unit here, and, and we've used it on on many cases. So, it's an it's an alternative therapy. It's not going to cure everything, but for pets that may not be able to take pain medication because they may have liver or kidney disease or you know some other organ dysfunction. Um, you know, it's something that's uh, non-invasive and doesn't require sedation, and, and sometimes we can see some pretty dramatic uh, results from it. Laser therapy available at VetCare, which is right next door to us on Parker Road in Jonesboro. Y'all, he is the man you need. Me. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend, and he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the Morning Radio program. Dr. Kevin Reed, Wet Nose Wednesday. Find out more at vet-care.com and on Facebook at VetCare Jonesboro. And Dr. Reed, we appreciate you talking to us this morning. All right, y'all have a great day, and talk to you next week. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. All right, joined this morning by Brad Peets of the Jonesboro Parks and Recreation Department. Uh, from what Brad was telling me before we get on the air, he is the workhorse of that department. Oh. Good morning, Brad. Absolutely. <laughs> How are you this morning? 
I'm fine. How are y'all? Man, you know what I love to do? I love to stir problems you between do. people. So mm-hmm. who do you think would no, win in a fight between you and Danny Capalis? Do you think oh, you could beat him? what my goodness. Well, Danny yeah, you know, I think I'm that, a little quicker. I think that'd be oh. my advantage there. You think he slowed down a little bit? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> what? You're getting city people to try to fight <laughs> each other, Brandon. <laughs> What I well, do. he's a promoter for crying out loud. I mean, that, yeah, that's what he does. He promotes team. things. So I'm going to sell tickets to those two going at it. Yeah, Copenhaver's yeah. going to be the referee. It's going to be like fun. It. Yeah. So, hey, I uh, wanted to reach out to you today because you know often, and we talk about this often. There's a lot of people who say, "Hey, what can we do this weekend? Uh, want something to do with the kids?" Jonesboro Parks and Rec has done such a fantastic job over the last number of years at really ramping things up for the holiday season and. I wanted people to know that you guys are open downtown with a bunch of fun stuff. Uh, we are. Uh, you know, it all kicked off with a bang last week with, uh, with the parade and Joy Fest. And uh, there's a ton of different partners that have helped make all of that uh, possible, you know, along with Parks and Rec. Uh, so it's a big joint effort with a lot of us to, uh, to try to get downtown Jonesboro into a, a really festive atmosphere this time of year. Yeah, so there's a couple of things, though, that uh, I know everybody gets excited about. And there might be people from out of town who don't even know that we offer this. So for those of you who live outside of the city of Jonesboro, we want to welcome you to downtown Jonesboro because uh, the two things that I think people talk about the most that happen as far as we get toward uh, the holidays is that first Community Bank Wonderland rink, which when you all presented the idea of, hey, we're going to do ice skating in downtown Jonesboro, that seemed crazy a number of years ago, and now it's an annual tradition. It is. Uh, I, I believe this is year six. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I think it's year six. And, uh, you know, the first couple of years, I'll be honest with you, it was a little bit slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it started out, you know, everything was new and exciting. So the first year was a lot. Then years two and three, it kind of waned a little bit. But uh, the last uh, few years, it, it's really picking back up. And, uh, yeah, it, it has turned into a really neat deal for people to do downtown. Yeah, so you're outside and you're out there ice skating. And for me, I think I've only ice skated probably, I don't know, maybe two or three times in my entire life. And I want to be able to get good at it. Like, I want to be able to go out there and ice skate with Leslie and Kai and have fun. But I need some practice. So if I want to come down there and get some practice, when are you guys open? Uh, It is open Wednesday through Sunday. uh, And and the times vary a little bit. Uh, Opens up at 4 o'clock on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday and then opens at 1 o'clock on Sunday. Gotcha. And then is this – because I know in years past you guys have made it where people could come in, and let's say it's a it's a birthday party, it's a family celebration, people could go and kind of rent the space. Is that still something you guys are offering, or is it just community-oriented now? No, no, no. We, we totally have the uh, the party. And it is – you're 100% right. It's a really neat deal when you get a whole group of people out there that all know each other mm-hmm. and go have fun. Uh, so you do that through calling us here at the Parks and Rec office at 933 933- Four six zero four, and it's uh, I believe it's one hundred and thirty dollars, and that's good for twenty five people. So oh I mean, it, it's a large group of people for one hundred and thirty bucks. Man, that's tremendous! How long do you? How long do they get? It, it's right at an hour. Wow, and that's a lot of ice skating time. Just to be honest with you, <laughs> it really is because that's a workout. Uh, once you once you put those on and, and try to stand on them for an hour, it, um, it you realize that's a long time. Yeah, so how does that even work? How do you guys make that work, that, that we have the, the skating downtown? Because to me, it's like, how does that even happen? <laughs> well, it's a very high-density plastic. It, it's not true ice. Right. Uh, we do get that question from time to time. Is it really ice? It, it's not really ice. Uh, it's a high-density plastic that we use a soapy 
type mixture on almost every day, uh, right. if not every other day, uh, to, to make it extremely slick. And, and so the skates themselves are true ice skates. And when you get on that plastic with that slick surface, uh, once you start going, you you it seems like ice, but it's not real ice. That's so neat, hmm. though, yeah. the idea that we can have that in downtown Jonesboro. Because, like, for me, like, the times I've done it, I think I was, like, way out of town. I think it was, like, Dallas, Nashville. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that you can't really do that close. Right, right. That's exactly right. So... Again, that's the first community bank Wonderland rink, but there's also the display that's been set up for, golly, I can't even tell you how many years you all have done Winter Wonderland, but that's such a beautiful display from all these different eras of Christmas decor, and uh, and that's really something that, that Kai really loved when he was when he was younger, but he still enjoys it to this day, so what's up with Winter Wonderland? Well, this year we actually went through and did quite a bit of a revamping on Winter Wonderland. Uh, so if you've been to it in the past, you know, two to five to ten years, like you said, mm-hmm. it, it, the displays themselves hadn't changed that much. Um, this year they have changed dramatically. Um, so I would recommend if you haven't been this year to certainly go out and check it out because we, we've added a new feature right in the middle of it. Uh, where we've asked corporate partners to come in and decorate Christmas trees. We've got about a dozen to 15 uh, decorated Christmas trees right in the middle. And then the displays that uh, were in there, we, we've reset them and, and put them around the perimeter. Uh, it is it is a tr- totally new experience this year. So please come check it out. So again, there's two different things that Parks and Rec is involved with uh, this holiday season, two main things. And again, it's the first Community Bank Wonderland rink and the Winter Wonderland uh, both in downtown Jonesboro. And Brad, again, if people want to get information on times, hours, and costs and all that stuff, where can they get that? Uh, just go to the Jonesboro Parks and Rec Facebook page. Uh, we've got everything there. Uh, and, and the third thing that we're really involved with is the, the holiday train. Uh, last year, we, we created a uh, actual train to where you know little kids can get in it, and we'll take you around the entire parking lot uh, in the holiday train. And that's something that uh, we came up with last year. And Weren't sure how it would uh, go over, and uh, people loved it so much that, that we've got it out there running again this year. Awesome. Again, find out more at Jonesboro Parks and Recreation on Facebook. And I just got a text from Danny Capalis, and he oh. said, there's no way you can take him, oh. meet him outside at 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. Oh, well, wow. you know, I've got a meeting at 10, well, so I'm going to have to miss that. Son Man. of a gun. <laughs> I know it. I know it. It's Brad Peets from Jonesboro Parks and Rec on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Have a great day, dude. Thank you. We'll, we'll see you. T- we'll talk to you. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So if you go back and check out today's Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast, you'll hear all about our experience, our fun at the Paragould Christmas Parade, how Kelly, who has suffered a head injury over the last week, literally risked her life and leaned out over the truck backwards into the arms of someone to catch her. Listen, we love our Paragold, our Northeast Arkansas people, man. No, they were great last night. So big shout out to everybody in Paragold. We talk about that on the show today. Also, we talk about the Omicron variant with Dr. Shane Spites and the boosters. And, uh, you know, we all want uh, the the whole pandemic Mm -hmm. to be over. And I told Shane straight up, hey, people are tired of us having to talk about it, but it's still a thing. What can we do to be better? Uh, we talked to him about that. We talked to Jason Olson about fire safety. He represents the Jonesboro Fire Department. Brad Baker from the Lions Club was on today. Uh, Craig Pomerinke from the Embassy Suites. We have Christmas on the Keys dueling pianos. 
at the Embassy Suites in Jonesboro tomorrow. Plus, they also have a New Year's Eve stuff coming up. Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care was on Brad Pete's. So much. From Jonesboro Parks and Rec. He talked all about the uh, the Winter Wonderland, which happens in downtown Jonesboro, and the first Community Bank Wonderland rink, which is ice skating. So all of that on today's show. You can check it all out on the podcast. It is the Brandon Baxter in the Morning Podcast, available wherever you get podcasts. Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? Earlier today, we talked about CMT Crossword. Crossroads Christmas with Brett Young and friends on CMT. A Tennessee kind of Christmas on a CMT also. Performers Billy Ray Cyrus, Sarah Evans, Tracy Lawrence, Pam Tillis, and Winona. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. And also on tonight, Alter Ego, CSI Vegas, Jay Leno's Garage, The Masked Singer, Chicago Met, Chicago Fire, and Chicago PD. Hope you guys have a great day. And we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the morning.